we need a room for this kid to lose his virginity in. What do we got? Eh, room of dolls? I got a room of dolls. <laughs> is that good? Or is killing dolls? Also, there are piles of dolls. You brush the hair up like this, okay? And it makes it fuller and, and bushier. You know, you always did have more hair down there than me. A cookie for some nookie? <laughs> Hey, Jack, looks like the girls are really ready, don't it, Jack? Oh, creep. I'm Eleanor. And I'm Claire. And this is... You Like That? The podcast where I make my friends watch Golden Age porn and talk about it. So we're back for part two of Talk Dirty to Me. Before we launch back into the movie, I, I have some porn updates outside of this but i wanted to hear do you have any porn updates anything interesting you've watched recently oh that in terms of porn updates oh my goodness um i got back into fan fiction i don't know like i i I don't know if that counts as porn but like for whatever reason i've dropped one medium i've dropped visuals for text entirely you know it just oh dropping one medium for another just tech i think it counts like it's a it's erotic right yeah oh very yeah oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do oh, you yeah. mind if i ask what kind of fan fiction like what are you the fan of where does the what's the fandom <laughs> this, is, this, is, <laughs> this is so fucking embarrassing oh okay, my god well, what an embarrassing. okay i've gotten into fucking skyrim fan fiction okay <laughs> what the fuck's going on with me right now i may i might be having a mental break i don't know <laughs> know what that means you're right that is sorry i don't know what that means because i don't i don't know what skyrim it i really it's a it's a computer game yes it's it is a video game yeah is it an mmorpg no no thank god oh Um, okay no it was released by like bethesda like 12 years ago okay so they're like okay there's this very very attractive like dark elf guy who like has like a mystique about him and you know he only says like i don't know 40 lines in the entire goddamn game and yeah this Uh whole fucking community i love this it's just dedicated so much emotional and like creative labor to i don't know i just i really love the way that like fan fiction weirdos have uh i don't know they're like in this collective summoning of like erotic shit we're all just dumping our our fucking creativity into one specific character who has 40 fucking lines in a goddamn video game i love that it's so specific <laughs> it's so that's so good i don't i don't have anything i mean i mine is kind of video game adjacent too because we got sent meta headsets the mm. virtual the oculus oh holy shit. things for work and the pitch was review these with your dads like go fishing or something and then me and another writer were immediately like but what about porn? <laughs> um, and so I did try a little VR porn. How was that? How is, that's a great question. It's very close. Ooh, ooh. You know? And so there's a couple kinds. There's one where you're just kind of like in a scene. And so like the actors are just kind of like a foot or two away from you. Oh, that feels alarming. It is alarming. It feels intrusive. Like, I'm intruding. (laughs) 
which may which some people like, you know, some people are for like, I get it. I, I could see someone enjoying it. Um, then I did another one that was like a POV from the point of a guy. And they say you don't have legs in the metaverse, but you can't have a dick in VR porn. <laughs> That's amazing. So how, like how I looked down. Look, yeah. You looked down and you had a dick. How did that, yeah. how did that feel? <laughs> I was like, oh, tight. I mean, you can't feel it. So it's just, it's very, you know, it creates a fair amount of cognitive dissonance. I wasn't, I wasn't particularly turned on. Um, until one night I got real high and I was like, let's give this another shot. And I found, I found one where it's like a guy massaging a woman, which mm. actually is, I like massage porn a lot. I like the the idea of a, a woman getting a happy ending from a massager from a masseuse a massager from a masseuse has always been deeply erotic to me for some reason um so i was like oh finally like this is this is for me like right right but the problem was the girl who was supposed to be like me so like when i look down i see she didn't have really any tits like she was very skinny oh oh no and so it it still didn't feel like me because i have you know tits and i'm not skinny and so like to look down i'd be like oh like it just each time i look down i'd be like oh this isn't so it was i mean it's not a perfect match let's let's put it that way right right um disorienting yeah i mean i still got off whatever but the other (laughs) thing i didn't like is oh gosh i guess i did another one that was from a female point of view when I was like first trying out, because it, it was like a threesome, so there was like two men just kind of standing over me. I <laughs> that just seemed like a fucking robbery. Yeah, exactly. Like, who sent you? Like, <laughs> I have nothing of value. <laughs> Take my wallet, please. Yeah, like, like their dicks are very like gun-like, and I don't know. Like, the whole thing was just. I actually, I made my boyfriend put it on. Like, this is where we were just like fucking around with the headset. I was like. Check this out, dude. He put it on and immediately. He was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he said, I can't believe that's what women have to look at. Uh, huh. What? As in like, just, he doesn't like just the men, just like, oh. that. Like that's what we have as a, vi- well, I mean, not all women, because not all women fuck men. Right. But I, mean, um, I think it depends on the man. Either it's a it have does. to or a get to. Sometimes right. that's what you get to look at. And that right. would be really nice. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think the broader point he was trying to make is that he just said women's bodies are a little more aesthetically pleasing to in him? general. To him. Yes. Right. I love looking at dick. But anyway, my point is the VR porn, I don't like it when the men smile at me. The fake the <laughs> fake men. That's what I was gonna get to. I the smiling really creeped me out. This is so <laughs> clear. Oh my god! I t- I I know exactly what you mean. You know, know like you ugh, like the massage guy. There is a part in the in the VR experience where he starts fingering the the skinny stand in for me, and he uh-huh. just starts like smirking, like he's doing me a big favor, and I didn't care for it. Like, ooh, aren't you lucky? I mean, really? I I get not really. I'm sitting like <laughs> it's a very <laughs> undignified moment watching porn right. with the VR heads. I found it to be, but I think this like I was I was talking to my boyfriend about this. I when I put on porn, it's usually either to get off real quick and go to sleep, or 
it's to create ambiance like it's to cultivate a vibe which is why i like 70s porn because i like that vibe um vr porn seems like it is trying to be a substitute for sex with other people which is why you get like the fleshlights that hook up to it and stuff. like it gets very elaborate and i just don't i don't think that's what i'm looking for in porn i don't think i'm the demographic for it that makes a lot of sense i you know i i really value that you uh do a porn to uh just go to sleep because uh <laughs> for me it it can be sort of energizing more than oh cool. yeah yeah that's i think no. i think there's like a, a fundamental i don't know how to call it but uh an outlook shift here because uh you know i was mentioning like these motivational porns right you know, earlier so maybe it's just like a we need very different things i think yeah i think we need different things from our content we have different needs when it comes to porn as does everyone which is what makes the world so beautiful Mm -hmm. it makes a vibrant community right of weird perverts (laughs) yes all right speaking of weird perverts yes i think we're ready to pick back up with jack and lenny though i wouldn't call lenny a weird pervert lenny's a sweet guy but jack Jack is a pervert, a true pervert, and a compulsive one at that. When we just left Jack, he and Aunt Peg, the realtor, Helen is her name in this, Mm -hmm. they had just had sex, and we had left on a sort of comedic note where he's like, I won't tell your boss, and she's like, I fucked him last week. (laughs) Exactly. So that's where we left off. Now we are cutting to, I think, the next morning. Marlene Dietrich, I still can't believe that's her name, it's incredible, Wakes up in her big, beautiful bed to the sounds of Jack hammering. <laughs> oh my god. You know how excited I was just to say that? I was like, don't fuck up the delivery. This would be really funny if you get the delivery right. <laughs> <laughs> god damn it, I know. Like, speaking of compulsive, that was something I had to do. I had to do it. But he is hammering because he's making a trellis while shirtless. She comes down in a little robe. Uh, She's like, what are you doing here? And where did you disappear to yesterday? And he's just like, "Ah, I'm I'm painting now. And then he says, you ever see my impression of Jimmy Stewart? I don't think I have. No, of course you haven't. You just met me. Okay. Thank, Thank you for that. Um... And, but then he does the impression. Yeah, I, I, I got this idea for this is a new gun, Cap. I, I drew it on paper. So, so what, what, what's the difference if I, if, I, if I think about a gun or or, or, or draw a gun? What I thought it was a really good Jimmy Stewart impression. What did you think? I have to admit that I do not know who Jimmy Stewart is. So oh. I'm going to say, wait, who's Jimmy Stewart? He's in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, it did seem good, you know? Yeah. I mean, it it seemed, I've definitely seen, like, clips of Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, he has a very distinctive way of talking that I'm not going to try to do, because it'll be, it won't be fun for anyone. But he does his impression, which is actually pretty good, and then she claps, and he says, I should be on stage. And the thing is, is, like, John Leslie really was, like, a very arty guy. Like, uh, Mm. like how he said, you know, he was a good um, harmonica player, he was a singer he also worked for crucible steel 
for a bit. And then he attended an arts, I think it was the, the Art Students League of New York. So like kind of all over the place career wise, but like always, there was always something artistic in his life, whether it was harmonica playing, um, singing, acting. And, you know, I think that's one of the reasons he's such, such a convincing porn actor and porn performer. He really honed his craft in a bunch of different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, like, I think that carry, I think that comes off. I think that, uh, translates, uh, he's like a, a man of the world, I guess. <laughs> Very worldly. Uh, yeah, I don't get the sense that uh, a lot of contemporary uh, porn actors, the male ones, have um, gone to school for it. No. Let's just say. <laughs> no, and and to be fair, I don't have a good grasp on the on a lot of contemporary porn stars. Like, I just, it's a, it's a gap in my knowledge, but. Right. I'm not dissing anybody, by the way. No, I just... but I don't. Well, because back then, like that was just kind of who naturally gravitated towards porn because it was an easy gig, you know, acting adjacent. You also had to, you know, deliver lines pretty consistently, yeah, uh, which is not necessarily a requirement currently. No, no. Now we're kind of back to loops. That interview we had with Lisa Centrese when she said, now it's all loops that like (sighs) blew my mind because it really is. It's it's loops again. There's Mm -hmm. little clips. So after the Jimmy Stewart impression, they're just hanging out by the pool, talking about movies. And like, here's the thing. They actually have a good bit in common. Like, they both really like movies, which, it you know, can take you pretty far in a couple. And uh, he likes talking dirty. She wants someone to talk dirty to her, and she likes being fucked hard. But the problem is, I don't think he sees women as people. I agree with your assessment. I don't get that sense either, that he uh, sees women as people. I don't get right. that sense at all. Yeah, they're uh, conquests. Yes. I have to say, feeling like uh, a conquest is not particularly arousing. I generally want to feel like we're both here for the right reasons, or for the same reasons, at least. Right. Uh, I don't know if there's a right reason. Yeah, I want to I wanna be on the same page here. I don't like the idea that uh, sex is something that is done to me. I would like it to Mm -hmm. be done with me. Right. Like, I don't mind being chased a little. Right. Or wooed. I do not like being wooed, I have to say. No? No. Well, what's your sign? I am an Aquarius. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but my, here's, here's the explanation, though. Uh, My my Venus is an Aries. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, rising. I have a dual stellium. This is fucking completely losing so much of our listenership. You know right what? Now. They're going to learn. They're the men learn. in the audience, the 40 to 50 year old men who, <laughs> who don't give a shit about astrology. They're about to learn about our big three. I'm yes. a double Leo, which is the sister sign of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're so compatible in so mm-hmm. many ways. Truly. But you like being yeah. center stage. So that makes sense yeah. to me. All right, where the fuck were we? Oh yeah, so they're just hanging out. Know. They're just hanging out and talking about movies. And he's like, "Oh, can I use your phone?" And she she seems a little jealous. She's like, "Oh, do you have a date?" And then he calls Rose, who we will we will meet very soon. And he's like, "Oh, guess who this is? I miss you. I'd like to see you tonight." And then she very carefully picks up the phone in the other room. Do you remember doing that? I do. I do remember doing that as a kid. So I got a different read from the scene. I thought that he was faking this phone call because he no one seems to respond. No, there's someone um, there. 
It is okay. Rose. He is talking okay, to Rose, and he is, is okay. he is scheduling her to come over. And she is listening. You can't hear Rose's side of the conversation. Right. But you can hear him, and she is listening okay. in. The kids today, they have no idea. They wouldn't understand what's happening, really. Because, like, they can't. No. You know? They would not at all. Right. They would, they would have no idea how to read this scene. Yeah, come to think of it. Uh, yeah, it used to be possible to uh, listen in on anyone else's conversation in the house just by picking up a phone that was hooked up to the same line. Right. And doing so carefully because you wanted to avoid the little click. She does hear him say, I've been wanting to fuck you lately. That sweet pussy you got. My dick's getting hard just talking to you. And this is exactly what Marlene wants to hear. She, this is what she's been craving. And so now she's hearing it being directed at this other woman. And then he gives an address so that Marlene knows, oh, this is happening nearby. He, he wants her to have heard this, I think. Right. Yes, that's the that is the takeaway that I got that he definitely wants her to hear this and be turned on by it. Like, right? He this was this was a call done with intent. Yes, uh, I think he correctly clocked her as being a little bit nosy. Yeah, and this phone call was not done for Rose. I think that it was done very performatively. Yeah, for Marlene. Oh, uh, and poor Rose. I mean, <laughs> I actually. Rose has an interesting, I think, kind of mini character arc, actually. Not not so mm-hmm. much poor Rose. Rose is an interesting woman. We'll get to her in a moment. Yes. After Marlene hears that phone call that she was meant to hear, she, she goes to take a shower about it. <laughs> <laughs> goes to take a shower about yeah, it. Yeah, so she's like in, in the shower, touching her boobs and processing her feelings. I will say what- As you do. As one does. When I'm in the shower, processing my feelings, I just- I. Do you ever sit down in the shower? No, because, well, so as we discussed uh, last episode, I live in a very old house that's similar to the house in this film. Oh, right. You know, built around the same time, same style. And so we have like this very ancient bathtub that like no matter how much we're going to scrub, it still kind of looks a little bit dingy. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's just one of the things that kind of comes with um, having a really old house that the last updates that were done were probably in the early 80s. Okay. Honestly, like when I was watching some of these scenes of John Leslie, like doing random stuff around the house, I was like, God, <laughs> my biggest fantasy right now is to have somebody like fix some shit around here. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not big on gender roles, but I do understand the appeal of having someone who wants to work in the yard yes for me it is less of a gender roles thing and more of a like it's more of like a a a competence thing Mm -hmm. and more like a i am going to assist you in the things that need to be done and take something off of your plate Mm -hmm. type of thing Mm -hmm. like i think i would probably have a very similar response to uh john leslie if he were maybe doing something slightly more traditionally feminine, Mm. but doing it very well. Mm. Building a trellis. Yes. I do actually kind of, do I need a trellis? No. If I plant those beans, I'll need something for them to climb on, but I don't know if I'm going to plant them. Neither here nor there. (laughs) If I plant those beans, what a hick. Gotta plant the beans. What a hick. Anyway, Marlene's in the shower. (laughs) What are you doing? I'm trying to find my my other vape. The one that's better. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, just I have to paint a real quick visual. I, I there's just so many, so many asides and offshoots to this podcast already. But Eleanor is looking for her other vape while there is a pyramid of monster energy cans behind her. This is how I live. <laughs> This is girl boss shit. <laughs> this is hot shit. Hot girl shit. Girl boss gatekeep, etc. We're doing all of it. We're gaslighting. We're gatekeeping. It is environmental storytelling. This is set design. You can in- you can infer as the viewer a certain thing, except, amount of things about me. Except, some character traits, maybe. Yeah. And I'm here to describe it to our listeners. Because they're missing out, man. <laughs> Where's my fucking vape? <laughs> oh, it's in my pocket. Thank God. All right. All right. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I know what it's like when someone loses a vape. You know how many times like I've had to get up off the couch? Hey, can you get off the couch? I think my vape's in there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, Marlene is in the shower, touching her boobs and processing her feelings. And then she starts to kind of jerk off a little bit do you touch your own boobs when you jerk off not typically no me neither it feels like it's overly complicating things yeah you know i gotta i kind of like have to be in a specific like mental zone so you know i can't really swap between tasks Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as easily it's just a little bit complicated yeah i like the usually when i grab my own boobs it's like they're it's like a stress ball function Yes. Or if I'm just like yep. really high and like, oh, this feels cool. Because it does. Mm-hmm. It does feel cool. Finally, we meet Jill and Rose. Jill, you may have recognized from Taboo. She plays the girlfriend in Taboo. Dorothy LeMay. Once again, she's acting like a slut. <laughs> she's great. She's absolutely Beautiful slut. <laughs> I really enjoyed um, the, the blocking in these scenes. I like the way that Okay. Yeah, no, I'm excited to hear about the blocking. <laughs> Your expression of surprise was... It's just so <laughs> like, technical. Oh. Like, it's so actory. The blo- Tell me about the blocking. The blocking is, is just very interesting. Like, um, the way that they, like, tend to enter and leave frame is a bit stilted. Mm. And I don't think it's anyone's fault, necessarily. I think it is just kind of a, a limitation of, um, you know, having your set be a little bit uh, smaller because you are in a room that is not necessarily built for a full production. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have people kind of entering and leaving rooms in ways that they wouldn't necessarily do mm-hmm. in real life. There's also some very interesting blocking later on when, sorry, what is the other character's name? The It's Rose and Jill. Jill. Yeah. Yeah. Later when they uh, are by themselves. Oh yeah. I'm excited to talk about that scene. Uh, Rose and Jill come breezing in and, Jill immediately starts going for Jack and she's like, oh, ain't it supposed to be Jack and Jill? Cute little nursery rhyme joke before you're about to get fucking railed. <laughs> Ro- also, aren't Jack and Jill sis- brother and sister in the nursery rhyme? Or did I just um, make that up? That might be a headcanon of yours. Okay, that's, sure. that's a me thing. But they did go up a hill. To fetch the to water, fetch then they fell down, et cetera, and so on and so forth. I guess Right. I mean, this could be, they could be related. That would explain why they're assigned to the specific task. Right. Today. I think I assumed because they had like a chore to do together. They were siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's pretty rare to do chores with unrelated people. Right. Or unrelated children. The kid down the street, <laughs> et cetera. Right. Yeah. But Rose yeah. Um, is played by Sharon Kane, who has over 800 credits as a porn actress. 
um, the most recent of which was 2010. She also appeared as herself in an unsold pilot called Dare to Speak with Barbara Dare, which was a pilot for a talk show about the adult film industry. It didn't it didn't get bought, though, which is too bad because that would have been fucking fascinating. <laughs> She's ahead of her time, I think. Yeah. You know, she because um, that would have made an incredible podcast. <sighs> Dare to Speak with Barbara Dare would have made an incredible podcast 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 anyway she's also in terms of stuff that we've covered she's also the car wash girl in champagne for breakfast immediately though rose is like hey jill lay off i'm the one who's gonna fuck jack and jack's like easy easy i want it easy tonight i went like italian italian with that instead of italian american that was weird but anyway um he's like glad you girls wore shorts and they're like yeah you told us to wear shorts jill nice to see you how come it's always jack and rose Ain't it supposed to be Jack and Jill? Jack and Jill went up the hill. Ooh, to fuck around. I could dig that. Jill, lay off. Sorry. Hey, easy, easy. I want it easy tonight, all right? I'm glad you girls wear your shorts. Right, well, you told us to wear something like this. <laughs> well, let's take them off, get the show on the road, but slowly. Oh. All right? Don't us. <laughs> you- <laughs> follow the instructions you told us to wear something like this and he's like let's get this show on the road but nice and slow and so they start getting undressed and then lenny says looks like the girls are really ready and then they get the ick and then they call him a creep and then jack's like don't call him a creep and he's like yeah don't call me a creep hey jack looks like the girls are really ready don't it jack oh creep hey don't call me a creep yeah i think your shirt's off the rest of the way Whatever. Okay, where's the fucking beer? Hey, watch your mouth, okay? Jack, I, th- I forgot there's, there's only two left. Hey, could this be what you had in mind? And then Jill's like, where's the fucking beer? We've only got two beers left. And then the two women, they have what I like to call an ass off. Do you remember? Or the- an ass off? They're like, whose ass is better? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Actually, I have a question. It, are they supposed to be, in the context of this film, um, sex workers, or are they more just party girls? They're just girls who, who like, for... they're just fun girls. Do they're just fun girls? Okay, yeah. <laughs> they're just normal girls. Innocent right, girls. Right. Yeah, yeah, they do, they do indeed have an ass off. Yeah. Which, um, <laughs> I honestly did not commit terribly much to memory because I was so... <laughs> That's Okay. <laughs> amazed by uh, the events that come later right so right yes anyway so yeah they have their little ass off whose ass is better and i don't think he really answers them and then again they're like what about the beer he tells lenny go get the beer lenny's like uh i have a fucking sprained ankle why are you making Mm -hmm. me go get the beer by myself and then fucking jill calls him a fucking bitch because he won't go get the beer with a sprained ankle which is uncalled for man (laughs) A lot of people being needlessly rude to each Just other. Just really rude. <laughs> and, then, and then Jack goes, Hey, I said watch your fucking mouth! <laughs> Which I love. And then he's like, Okay, I'll go get the beer with you, Lenny. Because I don't know how these girls haven't picked up on the fact that the only person Jack even cares about a little bit, besides himself, is Lenny. If you want right. to be on Jack's good side... Be nice to Lenny. Jack is one of those guys 
Well, I don't know. This is like limited to men even. This is like a sort of like only I am allowed to be mean to this person. Right. If anyone else is mean to this person, even though Jack like relentlessly bullies Lenny. Right. Like constantly. He does not allow anybody else to shit talk Lenny. Yeah. Do you have siblings? Both of them are older. Like a lot so, older? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that is a sibling thing. Because I, less so now, but when I was, uh, even into my late teens, I I was a dick to my younger sisters, who are both, their twins, they're three years younger than me. But if anyone else was even like, I, I went to visit Sydney one time when she was going to Oxford, and this guy was just being really rude and trying to, like, pit us against each other. Like, he said, I look younger than her. And I fucking snapped. I was like, don't you ever fucking talk to my sister. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you so fucking rude? Did anyone teach you any fucking manners? And and then, but he was nice to her from then on. Good. Yeah. So, but. Was he English? No, he was. He, he well, was he British? Yeah, I think he was one of the little British fucks. It's always appropriate to bully the English. That, that's true. That's very true. There's never a wrong context. <laughs> and they have they have one response, which is, well, at least our children don't get shot mm. in schools. True. You got yeah. us. At least your children don't get shot in schools. <laughs> okay. And you have health care. I mean, we get it. This is still very, very big talk coming from people who still literally have a king. Literally. <laughs> Have a king with a little crown. Anyway. Eat shit. English people. <laughs> Based. All right. So then Dorothy LeMay calls Lenny a bitch. Jack goes, hey, I said, watch your fucking mouth. And then he's like, I'll get beer with you. And then Rose just fucking loses it. She's like, Jack, you told me you were going to stay here with me tonight. He goes, hey, relax. I'm not going to New York. I I feel like Jack consistently presents these like options that no one would have guessed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, where is this coming from? He's very hyperbolic. Yeah. Hyperbolic, yeah. man. Where is this coming from, Jack? Hey, <laughs> I just love it. I just love an opportunity to say A, which I think is. You do an A very, very beautifully. Thank you so much. I can't. I can't necessarily pull it off. A. <laughs> yeah, you sound like the fonts on Quaaludes. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh. <laughs> hey, I'm napping here. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. Alright. Oh fuck. I think my edible kicked in. Oh shit. Alright. All right. Let's 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 do let's it. Fucking go. So the boys go to get beer. The girls are hanging out. Uh and Rose says, I'm sorry I snapped at you tonight. She said Jill says, Oh, that's okay. And Rose no, Jill says, boy, it's been a long time since you and me fucked around. I missed it. And Rose says, I missed you, but lay off Jack. And she's like, ah, just fucking around. It's just two girls hanging out with their pussies out. Well, you brush the hair up like this, okay? And it makes it fuller and, and bushier. Jack loves it looking like this. Mm, he's one kinky dude, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. You know, you always did have more hair down there than me. Let me see that brush. Yeah, yeah, the blocking of this was <laughs> yeah. very interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure. This is not necessarily something that I do with my with my lady friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, you know, just hang out. 
snatch <laughs> snatch out. Yeah. <laughs> brushing my brushing my pubes. Yeah. Rose starts brushing her pubes. I it women <laughs> tend to do a lot of self-care things t- together. Yeah. We, you know, like this is the stereotype. We get our nails done together. I don't get my nails done, Me but either. we get our hair done together. We go to the spa together. Mm-hmm. So I understand the logic here. It's like they're getting ready for prom together in a sense. Just like brushing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're getting ready for the the balling ball. If you... So sorry. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they are... are, Rose starts brushing her pubes. And then um, Jill is like, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Because great question. What are you doing? And she says, you brush the hair up like this and it makes it fuller and bushier. Jack loves it looking like this. You know who else also loved a full bush and told me the one time we hooked up that I should grow my bush out? The uh, the the beautiful slut guy, which I thought was very mm. presumptuous to have like, because he's like, you should grow your pubes out. I'm like, how does that affect you? Like, you're not, we didn't live in the same area. We didn't have plans to like send each other pics of our, you know what I mean? Like there was like, I mean, I could, I could do that, but you're not gonna, you're not gonna see it. So like, why even, right. why bring it up? And why also like, I, I got a fair amount of laser hair removal in my twenties. So only so much can grow back. You know what I mean? Right. And it I tr- also doesn't grow that fast. It doesn't. So I don't know if he was expecting some results by like the end of the night i don't know yeah it was just uh, a, it was a weird thing to suggest but i was gonna say that like if i'm in a relationship and someone has a preference i will occasionally indulge that preference Dep- you know what i mean right but like right. i couldn't be with a guy who's like you have to be shaved all the time because shaving is uh kind of traumatic actually yes it also depends very highly on your lifestyle factors you know that's true if you are working a job where you are walking a lot, your priorities are going to be very, very fucking different That's than true. somebody who has an office job. That's true. So maybe, I don't know, if you're not the one who has to deal with the ingrowns. Maybe shut the fuck up. <sighs> maybe shut the fuck but up. But I will say, in terms of request, grow your bush out is maybe one of the easier ones to accommodate because you don't have to do anything. True. I've run into a few people who wanted to insist on some specific thing and you know when i was in my very early 20s i indulged some of those things and now i just i i don't know yeah no Uh, no more yeah (laughs) you either you're taking this pussy as is (laughs) off the rack right or this is not a bespoke experience right (laughs) it is a unique experience certainly but it is not a bespoke. It is not bespoke experience. No, no. Anyway, uh, Jill's response to the the bushier bush talk is, "He's one kinky dude, isn't he?" And then she says, "You always did have more hair down there than me. Let me see that brush." And she takes the brush from her, and then she's like, "Really, Jill? You better fucking lay off. Stop trying to make your bush bushier than mine." Also, like, I don't. I've never kept track of how much pubic hair my friends have. I have no idea. No, I, I, that has never come up, I have to say. It's none of my business. So, But going back to why Jill like no, why Rose likes Jack, she says, he makes me do things other guys don't make me do. 
Yeah, that line, I have to say, I was not a fan of. <laughs> ruh <Ruh-roh. laughs> Yeah. Um, gotta say, I was not a fan of that line. I think uh, I interpreted, though, as it's like a kind of S&M type relationship. Like, I don't think she's doing things yeah. against her will. I think she likes being told what to do. And I think he tells her to do the most outlandish things. That is a very, I think, fair reading Thank you. of of the text. I think so. I think I probably would have been much more comfortable with this line uh, had we seen more of their relationship in general. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she has come on to into this film, like, I don't know, three minutes, five minutes. We, we, we don't know that much about Rose. We can infer a lot of things, but... Right. You know, ultimately, I, I I would like to see a Rose and Jack extended universe. That's all. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, I think that would be interesting. Um, I don't think we get that. What we do get Probably. after the pussy hair brushing is we get a cut to Marlene brushing her beautiful blonde hair. I love that cut. Mm-hmm. I love that cut. And she's doing like these little hair flips, and then she starts kind of like touching herself through her silk robe, but then she starts crying. Oh, and. I think those are real tears. Unless I'm an idiot. I think so. What do you think? Um, real tears in terms of the character or the actress? I think the actress is actually crying. But I don't, I don't know why I think that. I just wrote real tears with two exclamation points. I could see that, yeah. You know, honestly, I was pretty preoccupied with that, uh, that cut earlier which i thought was very very thoughtful from a you know an editing and a filmmaking perspective oh yeah that a lot of my attention was uh focused on you know production choices and uh in terms of whether or not i think those were real tears we do know that howie Mm -hmm. another actor in the film did have real tears at one point (gasps) in a scene that did not make it into the film so what a double standard Right. As you will recall from Howie's wonderful interview, yes. he said the reason it got taken out was, and I quote, there's no crying in porn. Right. Excuse me. So they're saying it's yeah. okay for women to cry, but men men don't cry in porn. Yeah. This is deeply toxic <laughs> masculinity. It's, it's rare that you see reverse sexism <laughs> mm. Truly in the wild, but here we are. Absolutely. I mean, this is all of it. This is a film about um, reiterating masculinity in a lot of ways, in my opinion. I think it is an examination, a bit of masculinity. I think that, you know, Jack does a lot of things that are maybe condoned. I don't know if condoned is quite the right word, but, mm-hmm. you know, I think men are put under a lot of pressure to get man points by having a lot of sex with a lot of different attractive women or just even being seen mm-hmm. with an attractive woman in public. I don't know. I think that factors in to the, I guess, the texture of the film. Yes. Oh my God. You sa- I'm, I'll be honest, listeners. I took 15 milligrams of THC. <laughs> and what Eleanor said just now sounded like poetry to me. It was the most beautiful piece of film criticism I ever heard. I loved it so much. But I will say, when you, when you talk about man points, like, what do they get when they reach it? Like, do they get to trade them in for, like, a wife or something? Or <laughs> they get enough points? I think it's just sort of the, you know, you get to consider yourself a real man. And uh, men, other men uh, won't police you as much for failing to, you know, live up to certain standards of masculinity. Ugh, that sounds so stressful. From what I hear, it is. 
Yeah, femininity is hard enough, but masculinity is right. oof. But yeah, Jesse St. James is is allowed to. She's allowed to cry, cry in this film. Yeah, and and she you looks know, and beautiful while doing it. She absolutely does. The thing that I do remember thinking when I was watching the scene was like, what is she crying about? Is she crying because she misses her her husband? No. Is that no? no. Or what do you think it is? Uh, uh, she's lonely. Yeah, she's lonely, and she wants to fuck Jack, and he she knows he's fucking someone else. That was my interpretation of it. She hasn't thought about her husband in three days. That is almost certainly correct. I thought there was an intent there to show that she was conflicting. Uh, show oh. that she was conflicted about cheating, maybe. Maybe. I, I wasn't quite sure what. Well, there could be. I think there's a lot of a lot of emotions swirling around within our beautiful starlet. I think that's fair. You know, I, yes. and maybe she does miss her husband a little bit in that, like, when you're stressed out, you miss the person, your support system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's probably a mixture of things. It's not fair to this well-developed character to say she's only mad because she's not getting railed. <laughs> like that that reduces that flattens the character in a way that isn't fair to this movie. Yeah. But um but yeah. But it's you know, it's a short but poignant scene. All of a sudden, uh the boys are back. The boys are back in town. Uh the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. And they got beer. They got beer. They got beer. And um, Lenny comes upstairs. He says, Jack's downstairs. Rose, he said, you should come down right away. And then Lenny just kind of plops himself next to Jill and says, a cookie for some nookie? A cookie for some nookie? I found that so charming. Me too! I don't know. <laughs> Nor ordinarily, that would be hideous. Uh, yeah, rhyming? <laughs> rhyming? And also, just uh, calling it nookie yeah. is quaint it's fred durstian it i would uh, say it's durstian it is i forgot about that fucking guy but i mean think about it though if someone's offering you a cookie for some nookie that means one you're getting a snack two Mm. you're getting fucked yes those are my two favorite things not at the same time absolutely separate yes yeah fully agreed there are people who are into that yeah people i i can't do it i really i think it's because I don't know. It doesn't matter. I I just they have to be two separate things for me. But overall, right. it's a it's an a way net positive and Jill looks very annoyed. <laughs> I found that line especially charming coming from Lenny. I don't yeah. know why, but like it just seems so like, I don't know, goofy and silly and he's really like the I don't know, unsung hero of this film. Yeah, which opinion. is why it sucks that that scene got caught, got cut. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I think this is probably, if I were to guess, I would think this is kind of where it happens. Mm-hmm. He propositions Jill. We've seen her be mean, so like they kind of already laid the groundwork for her to flip out on him or reject him. Right, right. Um, because that ends there. We don't see her response. We don't really see the end of that conversation. And we don't know right. where Jill goes. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I personally, I would have taken him up on it. Me um, too. I, unless it was a peanut butter cookie, don't like that. Um, not a fan. Wow. Uh, ideally, a lemon drop cookie. Oh my god! That shit. A lemon yeah. drop over a peanut butter. Well, yes. All right. I like I like my peanut tasting things in the savory. Oh, regime. okay. In like you know. Thai food, typically, mm-hmm. you know, that type of thing. Not so much in my baked goods, I have to say. Oh, man, I love no, it. I love it in everything. Not in sweets. Sorry, I know I keep getting off topic here, but... Uh. No, I'm... It doesn't matter. 
Yeah, you said you said you would take him up on it. You would fuck him. Oh yes, I I absolutely would. Me too. I would totally. I mean, I would have probably taken him up on it, regardless, and just been like, no, you can have both of the cookies. Yeah. Because um, he's so fucking. He's so hot. He is. He is so beautiful. He's a beautiful man, and also okay. Do you remember the himbo discourse on Twitter where someone, oh, of course, where someone said that fucking someone who was dumber than you was akin to pedophilia? I do remember that discourse, and I immediately decided that I was done with Twitter for the day. <laughs> yeah, and I saw people responding to that. I was just like, you know what? No, I, I'm not. I'm not going to deal with this. This is. Like, this is so many fucking levels of stupid that I just, I can't, I can't do this today. No. <laughs> I can't do this today. Um, I don't necessarily think, I think that there can be some, some power dynamics involved when, like, one person is very articulate and one well-educated, and the other one has to be prevented from walking out into traffic. Sure. Certainly. Um, but. <laughs> but there's power dynamics in everything. There is not a relationship that is completely equitable in every way. That's just not, particularly under capitalism. It is impossible. Right. Like, men and women cannot have a relationship devoid of power dynamics under capitalism. It is impossible. So to apply that as the metric is just, it's, it doesn't work. It's absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd. But. Look, a himbo is great. You know, sometimes you just, as long as you're not mean to them. Yeah. It's like being mean to a puppy, you know, like. Don't don't kick them around. Yeah. If it's an adult man, be kind to your himbos. Be kind to your himbos. Exactly. Yeah. That's the message. That's the message that we would like to communicate is be nice to himbos <laughs> and someone should have fucked Howie sooner in this movie. I agree. After that scene. Oh, so then we cut to Rose and Jack. They're mm-hmm. downstairs. He said, why'd you put your panties back on? And she says, because I know how much you like to take them off of me. Peel them off my big ass. You want to do that now and eat my asshole? And then he said, what I tell you, watch your mouth. Deeply hypocritical coming from Jack, I have to say. Deeply hypocritical. And then she says, oh, I missed you so much. (laughs) And then he says, put your panties back on. She does. She is... A comedic actress i think she's a genius like just she's her physicality in this movie is so specific like this kind of like you know sort of awkward but hot lady who's kind of goofy because like she she doesn't come off like this in champagne for breakfast i didn't realize it was the same person at first that's acting right like down right. to her little gestures i just i love how she moves as this character um but anyway she follows jack out and where do they go they go downstairs right to right outside Marlene's bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. They break into her. They break and enter. This is the second breaking and entering. Oh, right. That's a completely different house. It's, I keep forgetting. Yeah. Like they're in a different house. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. They go into her house and then they go right outside her bedroom. And Rose wants to get closer. Like she wants to go like in the room. Like she's nuts. <laughs> Yeah, this scene I have to say was deeply, deeply stressful to me. Yeah. Um, yes, because it's, I, it's I, a crime. <laughs> it, it, I I'm generally pro crime, uh, oh, right. depending. It's a sex uh, crime, though. <laughs> it is. It's definitely a sex crime, and that's not okay. Uh, yeah, I just no. I, I 
Actually, I watched this on like 1.5 speed. So because it was so stressful to me. Oh. Yeah. I was just like, I need this to be. Because like, I I knew like logically that she was, uh, Marlene was probably not going to wake up. Right. But I found it just deeply stressful regardless. Yeah. I mean, because uh, they basically just start fucking right outside her room. Weirdly, I have the pair of shorts that Rose is wearing. I have that like a pair of shorts exactly like it. They're like little mm. um, running shorts. Like they're right. navy with like the piping, the red and white piping. Anyway. Um, right. Anyway, they start fucking. And then she's like, oh, we can't actually do it here. We'll wake her up. And he goes, shut the fuck up. <laughs> It, it was a very i don't know if you watched the show i think you should leave but it was a very tim robbins said shut the fuck up delivery um there's lots of shushing her hair gets kind of caught at one point while he's fucking her from behind right and then like they start dirty talking about darlene yeah which you know feels is troubling oh she says i want to spread her legs and stick my tongue up her cunt he asks her, would you put your fist in her pussy? Like, this this, mm. this is rough dirty. I mean, this is kind of rough dirty talk, right? Right. We're, we're getting to a... It feels as though, like, things kind of escalate out of nowhere a lot of the time. And I, I'm constantly, especially with, like, this specific scene, like, so many of these, like, uh, dirty talk phrases seem to come out of nowhere. So I'm not prepared for the content of them and it's startling mostly but they've all been coming from jack i mean he's been consistently saying and you know rose said like this is the guy who will say like ask me to do shit that other guys will not ask me to do right so it's it's in line with the information we've been given but yeah it is and i think it's meant to be startling like right these these two they're kind of animals right you know one thing that i did like about this scene was that um he i think he puts his fingers in her mouth yes at one point he does i was like oh that's fun yeah you know like that's that's fun i have that written down too yes i do like a good finger in the mouth and yeah he covers her mouth a lot and then she's getting close to coming and then he starts giggling which i actually thought was very hot for some reason um and he keeps her mouth covered for like a long time right like yes and also at a certain point they really start they they go from like a a quiet tone to still like even more to like whispering yeah which i felt was very very hot yeah i like that too like as they're getting closer to climaxing they get quieter yes yeah yeah no i like that it is a really well done scene like yes there is that tension which you're supposed to feel uncomfortable and and i i do like it when directors do that where they the scene isolated without the context of is like super fucking hot juxtaposition to something that is ethically dubious so it creates a tension in the viewer where like i'm getting turned on but i feel kind of bad about it which also makes it kind of more of a turn on right right very smart like this is this is a filthy scene um and then he says i'm gonna come all over your big ass and then he does you know he is somebody who does follow through on what he says it's true we'll give him that and then he says come on let's go (laughs) and she says i don't want to go and he says i don't give a fuck what you want (sighs) he goes they get up to go and she goes my shoes let's go my shoes that felt so real to me i love that like (laughs) yeah fucking shoes because of course that would happen like that would (laughs) that would happen it's a brilliant scene i really i think it is a really well done effective scene I agree. I agree. I did watch it on 
one and a half times speed because right. it was very stressful, but yeah. I did appreciate the way it was crafted and constructed. Yeah. Okay. And I thought it was very, very good. It's a movie. It's a movie. Don't know why I said I know why I said it like that. It's because I ate a fucking edible like a dumbass. Anyway, it's the <laughs> next day. Yes. Marlene comes up to John Leslie, to to Jack, and he's and she says, I want you to leave. And he says, Oh, I knew you were there. I could feel you. Like saying he, he could feel her from behind him. And then he says, come in the evening, come in the morning, come to my call, come without warning. My heart, my arms, always welcome. And I have written here, some guy from some movie, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's a reference to something, but I did not. It's a reference to an old movie. She says, you know how to talk pretty. Is that the only way you know how to talk? And he says, to you, that's not what she wants, damn it. <laughs> she wants him to talk dirty to her, which is the name of the movie. Yeah. Like, it's literally with it, man. It's literally the name. Anyway, she runs up many stairs. Right. A lot yeah. of stairs to run up. Um, and then he grabs a flower, smiles sinisterly as he watch, watches her climb all of those stairs, and then he kisses the flower, which I hate. Yeah. Like, who are you doing that for? Like, who are you hamming? She's She's gone. She's up the stairs. She can't see you doing this weird thing with the flower. Who is that for? I think, I do think he thinks of himself at, he has main character syndrome, even though he is the main character of this movie, you know he thinks he is the main character of life. He really does. Yes. Yes, that tracks, which is, it also tracks with his prior behavior of dirty talking while he's watching her through binoculars for yeah. whose benefit for himself. Yeah. Yes. So he's doing... You know, it feels like a, a sort of like a, a, a ritual in a sense to sort of like, he's like his own hype man. I yeah. Think, in a lot of ways. Like he's just like around here, dirty talking to himself, kissing flowers to just sort of like hype himself up for this, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. You could, you could see him saying something like, and so the hunt begins. Like right. like narrating, he he might. <laughs> yes. I could see him narrating something, a scene to himself with no one else around. Absolutely, you know, I can't really judge that. Mm. Um, I think that that's a perfectly fine strategy. I mean, he uses it for terrible reasons, but um, in general, I think it's totally fine to to hype yourself up. Because oh yeah, I do it all to? the time. I say he has main character syndrome because I have main character syndrome, and game recognizes game. <laughs> Leo shit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> See, the listeners are learning about astrology. Yes. Oh, so after we see the kiss, the kiss of the rose on the range, we get a cut to Lenny in a room that is just oh floor God. to ceiling dolls. Yes. Specifically, it seems like either Little Orphan Annie or like Raggedy Ann yeah. type dolls, which were very popular in the... <laughs> late 70s and early 80s yeah. i know this because my my sister is roughly 10 years older than me and had a shit ton of them oh so i am familiar with these dolls because i they were around you know like kind of in bins and stuff yeah. you know like but this was like a deeply alarming not, set piece yeah what well, i have so many questions okay what the fuck who's, was that decision whose room is this like whose, whose room, room is, is it is this is it part of the house that they're trying to sell 
Because that's why they're not selling it. It's the rumor. (laughs) (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) You're not wrong. Here's our horrifying doll room. Like, no wonder that guy. The carpet is plush. No wonder that guy got the fuck out of there. He was like, I don't want to fuck in the creepy house with the creepy room of dolls. This is horrifying. Yeah. I, maybe it's, I don't think it's supposed to be Lenny's room. No, it's not. Because, and because, it, because they're squatting. They're squatting. Yeah. So there's right. this fucking doll room in this house. Well, someone should call up Aunt Peg. Let her know we've solved <laughs> right. her problem and she can sell the house. Just get rid of the fucking dolls. Like, genuinely, the the, the previous owners have moved out. This is yeah. in staging, no. you know, so like. So they left all these dolls behind? Yeah, and I I don't feel... Did the child die? Like, what? <laughs> Did the child die? <laughs> I... I don't... I want to make sure we're describing it so everyone can envision what we're talking about. It is like someone took dolls. It's like someone wallpapered a wall with dolls. Literally. Yeah, like Literally. they're just and they're not- stuck and it's the complete wall. Yes. And yeah, so for additional context, it's not quite like the porcelain doll right. thing. It's like they all have like red hair. Yeah, the red yarn and hair. Yeah, they're they're the like red all yarn hair. Raggedy and ass Andes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So they're like fabric dolls. Yeah. Um with kind of cartoonish features. So you want to And so Yeah. So it it kind of gives more of a like Ronald McDonald energy a lot of these dolls yeah to me felt very ronald mcdonald just like from looking from afar uh because of that red hair and um it, it, you're right it is wall to wall ceiling to floor Ooh, it's ceiling to fucking floor it is alarming it is <laughs> anyway lenny's sitting on the floor looking bummed out probably because he's surrounded by a bunch of fucking dolls <laughs> could anyone get horny in this room yeah well like yeah they do it's but they're the real perverts it those dolls anyway yeah are we to believe this house for sale has a doll room the house that is mostly (laughs) empty except for this room that is floor to ceiling dolls (laughs) it's just and there's also like piles of dolls too right piles they're like piles of fucking dolls (laughs) yeah not just the ceiling it's also piles of dolls it's genuinely so it is the scariest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life man to go from it was a jump scare john leslie tenderly kissing a flower room of dolls (laughs) Uh. i really want to ask howie about this yeah we should we'll have to have him back on because we'll have to have yeah what the fuck man Um, i want some context for this. You <laughs> didn't know about it. Anyway. Why the fuck? He's sitting there. Also, one. Oh, sorry. One. Sorry. No, it's important. Before we move on. Yeah. Why the fuck? One. In in the context of, like, the canon of this film, mm-hmm. uh, there's a fucking doll room in this house. Right. But also, what the fuck was their set producer do- Or their, their fucking... What was their... Oh, my God. What... I, the words are escaping me. Um... Who pitched their, their this? Their location scout. Yeah. Who, you know, like, what were they? You, 
were there no other locations yeah in this property and like sorry mild spoiler alert but like this is the room that he loses his virginity who is like all right right we need a room for this kid to lose his virginity and what we got uh room of dolls i got a room of dolls (laughs) (laughs) is that good it's floor stealing dolls also there are piles of dolls so it's like (laughs) dolls are watching them i think it symbolizes a loss of innocence The doll symbolizes innocence, and she is rob. She is taking his innocence in the innocent room. <laughs> this is the worst environmental storytelling I think I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, this is horrifying. But like, here we but sit. there's no symbolism here because they don't like. I don't know. She doesn't like get rid of any of the dolls or anything like that. They're just like observing. They're like, just a there. angels, like just like <laughs> fucking staring. <laughs> Oh, what the fuck is going and on? And they never like, acknowledge it. That's the part that no. makes me insane. Right. No and one acknowledges the dialogue. And this dialogue has been so out of pocket and so off the chain. And we're just going to ignore the dolls. Just going to completely. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I guess we're accepting. We're just ignoring the dolls. We're going to breeze right past it. <sighs> Anyway, I think this is the the room that Lenny flees to when Jill rejects him. If I were to guess where this like why he's bummed out, it's not right. It's because of the dolls, but also it's because uh, he tried to have sex with a woman and give her a cookie, and she said no. Um, and he's and I think that's what he was crying about. And then he came to the room of dolls to hide because um, he figured no one else would come looking for him because no one else would right. want to go <laughs> in they there. Wouldn't. But Rose does come in and she says, I ain't waiting around much longer. It, you know what it felt like to me? I don't know if you've, have you seen uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. So you remember like the, the wall of faces? Oh yeah. The, the face wall. Just like the face wall. Um, so what you're saying is the wall of dolls is giving the face room from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Oh, it absolutely is. Yes, that is absolutely what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, we have to stop talking about dolls. <laughs> we we have to move on with our lives. Okay? I don't know how much I can move on. We gotta, yes. We're almost there. We gotta move on from the dolls, man. <sighs> Though I would love to keep talking about it. We gotta talk about Jack and Marlene because they're being super mm-hmm. melodramatic right now. Uh, right. Marlene says, life is not like the movies. And Jack says, the movies, they're only fantasies. You need the real thing. He means dick. Right. Is what he means by that. Um, And then. (laughs) I like that you clarified that. (laughs) In case anyone's confused, he's talking about his erect penis. Then he starts listing. He says, there are 13 places a man should kiss on a woman's body when he makes love to her. And I was excited because I could not think of 13. So I was oh, like, we should try. Yeah. We should try. Does he list them? I don't remember. He does, but he, he cheats because he goes one through four, which is palm of her hand. Okay. Okay. Back of her hand. That's a little uh, m'lady, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Her throat. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. Mouth. Good. But then we cut back to the room of dolls. <laughs> <laughs> They won't let us move on. Um, And Rose 
Rose says, I should have gone home with Jill. So we know Jill left at some point, probably after she made Lenny cry, which we only know about because Howie Gordon told us. Rose is like, oh, he's getting laid. I bet he's not going to signal me. So I guess what he told her was that, okay, I'm going to go start fucking this chick. When I give you the signal, you come over, you could fuck her too. Right. That's that's what I think. Um, And then he says, Jack doesn't lie. If he says he'll signal you, he'll signal you. Then we cut back. And he's naming more body parts. He says, uh, womanly ass. A man should always kiss the cheeks of her ass. I don't know if that counts as one or two. It's not clarified. Because right. he, right. he hasn't told. Oh, and then I think she what says. What number are we at then? Technically, we're at five. This is the fifth we've heard. Okay. Um, the fifth. Okay. And then the sixth. I forget who says it. I think it's her. I think she says her asshole. Kiss her asshole. That's 12, is what he says. He says it. 12? Yeah. Oh. So we he skips a bunch with that other he scene. A bunch. So we don't know. We're missing uh, We're missing five body parts, because we actually only have seven. And the last one is pussy. That's a granted. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and he's like, you got to kiss and suck her pussy. And he says it a bunch of times. I mean, I, I assume like breasts would be you know part of that that's gotta be one or two i i think two i think uh collarbone is good that would be a good one yes inside of the thigh he did do that earlier in the film uh all right yeah you can get to 13 i i bet someone would say ear but i hate ear stuff i hate really it really depends I, it. it really depends. I think just because I've had a lot of ear trauma, like with you have, you know, the big ear. And <laughs> yes, who remembers big ear? Anyway, <laughs> I don't want anyone kissing my big ear. Is my point? Yeah. How many do we have? So we 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 just named two or three more. So we're at ten. So we just need three more. Uh, maybe like someone would say her toes. There are people who, yeah. but you don't like feet stuff, huh? Yeah. I don't really like no. feet stuff either. Uh, her belly? Maybe, yeah, I could see that. Um, maybe, maybe like a top of the head <laughs> Just situation. Say, the top of her head. Tell her she's a good girl. She did a good job. Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, I don't know. Like th- that could work. I think. Oh, it worked. Jack is established. Ooh, that, that would. He could do that dynamic. That so, would work he, for me. Right, right. Maybe. Um. The, I do think the, the cheek. I don't know. Oh, the cheek, the tip of the nose. I do the think. Tip of the nose. I do think one of the sluttiest things a man can say is, "I'm proud of you." That is so fucking slutty, <laughs> right? That is ran through behavior. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. <sighs> one time, I I posted something on Twitter. I think it was about like weightlifting or you know powerlifting or something. And some guy, some man I did not know said, I'm proud of you. And I was like, sir, like it felt, <laughs> it felt more scandalous than like an outright sexual comment. Like it was too familiar. Genuinely though. This is what I, this is what I mean about like the motivational right. stuff. Yeah. Right? I, I need a little bit of, a little bit of praise and that can really, you know. Yeah. 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 No, I get the motivational stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, the, just a little encouragement. Just being proud of the, yeah good lord <laughs> what are we talking about <laughs> well i can tell you one thing it's that marlene is wet as fuck right now <laughs> she's ready because he's fine someone is finally talking dirty to him her 
he is finally to you know what I mean. Um, You're getting there. <laughs> finally, someone is saying the words that are dirty to Marlene, and she's happy about it. Again, we cut back to the fucking room of dolls, uh, and what's her name? Rose says, "You really trust him, don't you?" And Lenny says, "Jack, you bet." Cut back to John Leslie. <laughs> who is naked and laying down very seductively. Right. And she says, will you talk dirty to me like you did to that girl on the phone? So we know she admits she was listening. And he's like, he goes, want to fuck? And he hits the <laughs> fuck really hard. He does. She gets naked very slowly. And he says, I like the sound of that zipper. Because it's coming undone. Right. I I really enjoy the level of, like, I keep, I know I keep saying, like, very strange things about the uh, the dialogue in this movie, but, mm-hmm. like, I do like the level of specificity and, like, things that I personally would never have thought of. Yeah. Uh, maybe the uh, sound of a zipper is arousing yeah, to people. I That is not something that I've ever clocked necessarily i feel like i've clocked that i oh i think like zippers are erotic like there's a reason and i think i've mentioned this before in this podcast one of my favorite album covers is rolling stone sticky fingers and it's just like yes an extreme close-up of a guy's crotch wearing really tight black jeans and it has the album originally had a working zipper on it but they didn't do that again because people kept fucking up their vinyl because they'd be like, oh, a zipper. And they'd zip it up and down and it would fuck up the oh, record. No. Oh. I have one with a working zipper. Um, people thought it was Mick Jagger. It's not Mick Jagger. It's a it's a random Andy Warhol model. Who We're not sure exactly who it is. But anyway, my point is zippers are right because what's behind zippers? Dicks and pussies. Dicks, yes. Unless and also backs. Unless you're, unless you're talking about like a a jacket. I feel like Jack would have been deeply at home and very excited to be in a Hot Topic circa 2006. Those aren't sexy zippers. They're, they don't unzip really anything. Yeah, those aren't functional. We're talking about cl- zipper classic. Right. Zip. Okay. The original zipper and what it was its intended use was not whatever the hot topic mess was. No, none of the trip pants no. or whatever. Oh my bondage pants. Did you wear those? No, okay. I did wear okay. a uh, a lot of the skirts though that had multiple zippers all over the place. Really? All right. Yes. I was a I was a goth child and that's cute. In high school. Yeah, I just wear jeans adorable. and t-shirts. That's all I ever wore. It's all I ever wear now. He says, I like the sound of that zipper. And then they start making out, rolling around. And then we cut back to the doll room. And we've got <sighs> Lenny and Rose having like a real heart-to-heart. They actually look like they're connecting. And right. And she's like, Jack's got a lot of girls, Lenny. Does he ever take care of you with those girls? And then Lenny says, he gets girls to be with me, which I don't think that's actually true. Mm -mm. And he says, I try to be like how Jack is with girls because he's real good. Then we cut back to the ravishing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And she says, say you want to suck my pussy. Do it. Do it. And then we cut back to the doll room. (laughs) (laughs) So I have so many feelings about this, this strategy of cutting back and forth. Mm -hmm. Like, thematically i fucking love it right i love this 
culmination of all of the themes and the things that we were setting up these character arcs, you know, going back and forth, it gives like a, a, a tension from like a, I don't know, like a sexy point of view. It is more disorienting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was very common in, in golden age porn is to cut between two scenes like that. It's in almost yes. all of them. And yeah, I always, I don't know if it's cause they're worried about people getting bored or if they thought it was just more of like a movie thing to do. Right. I don't know. I, but yeah, I do find it disorienting, particularly with, with the two scenes we have going on here. It's two very yes. different moods. Right. Deeply different moods. Like, uh, I was just going to say, like, as an editor, you really have to be really careful with that sort of a thing. Yeah. Because you can, there has to be like some sort of, um, I guess, continuous energy so that it doesn't seem like, you know, going, 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 stop. Right. Slow. Going, 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 stop, slow. Because then you you really want to integrate those two scenes in a way that like feels propelling mm -hmm. rather than being stuck in bumper to bumper traffic. If that makes sense. Yeah. How do you? Which one do you feel? How do you feel this falls in terms of those two? I think that it's slightly more. I would say it's really in the middle between the two, mm -hmm. and maybe just slightly more bumper to bumper traffic. I don't think it's like badly done or anything like that i think that i think the overall execution is very good in a way i think it's but also the doll room really does. yes it's the fucking doll room i think it's two things one the goddamn doll room two the the sexual nature of the two scenes because if you yes this once sex is involved things get heightened and things that are already mm -hmm. kind of jarring like a bunch of dolls for instance seems more jarring when you add sex in the same scene yes. amongst the dolls and also we have like two types of scenes taking place one with john leslie and um jesse st james that's very like it's very like cinematic and passionate right. and porny and like we're getting this yeah like there's been all these tensions building and suddenly like we're exploding. Then we're coming back to this. Sex hasn't even started in the other scene, right. but we know where things are headed. Right. And what we're seeing right now is we're seeing like very maternal en energy. Like she says, Rose says, you've had that same shirt on for two weeks with the same coffee stains. Let's take it yeah. off. Right. Let's take it off. Okay. Very maternal, like, mm -hmm. and very caring. Um, yes, uh, I, I was mildly alarmed at the fact that, uh, I did not necessarily notice that, um, Lenny, uh, was wearing this same t-shirt the entire time, but I guess that's true. Does the boy know how to do laundry? I'm genuinely concerned for him. I don't know. Um, I think he lives with Jack. Right. Well, in the, in the sequel, we find out he lives with Jack. I don't know that they've definitely said that in this, but like, the idea is I think Jack, you know, kind of takes care of him. Right, right. From like an auteur perspective, I really like this sort of contrast between these deeply different energies. Yeah. But from like a porn consumer perspective, it's it's mostly just kind of disorienting. Yeah. And that's why, that's what I fucking love about it. Like, that's why it's like, I think one, a good example of like a, what a crossover movie would look like. Um, it's still more porn than a true crossover, but it's getting pretty close because you're feeling conflicted about the explicit sex you're watching. Right. It's sex- not purely intended to arouse. Like there is exactly. a storyline. You're also, you're thinking about sexuality and about like, like you even said, like power dynamics within relationships. Like it's, and that's why I really like, not to get like fucking corny, but like, that's why I like golden age porn is like, it's not as straightforward. Like you're not like with taboo, like 
the big sex scene in Taboo is an incredibly well done hot scene. If you, d- but once you know the that they're related, it becomes very disturbing. Also, and then that makes it like it gets shame involved. It's just, I think it's more interesting. I think it's more interesting to watch and more interesting to talk about. I agree, but I agree, but not everybody uh, wants that in their porn. <laughs> I think that. Um- that added complexity there is uh, very interesting and um, not necessarily something that is common in porn produced today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of one note things happening. Yes. Yes. What you even the are seeing reality. or what is advertising. What? I was going to say, even in the virtual reality, it feels very flat. Yeah. Yes. It's very like one note. It's like what you are seeing like the tags are exactly what you're getting. Yes. You know, if you are clicking on a brunette something, massage, you know, whatever, you know exactly what you are oh. going to see. It's very rare that you get uh, thrown for a loop, which I think in some ways can be good. Yeah. You know, you don't want shit happening out of nowhere, but yeah. And I do wonder, this is maybe a completely high brain thought, but I do wonder, like, in old porn the women even are characters like you have characters the women are characters the men are characters these are the it's registered to your mind as people with personalities Mm -hmm. and stuff in loops and in like you know modern loops where it's just like a quick video of two people fucking roughly or whatever they're not characters (laughs) you know what i mean or maybe they're just what you're projecting onto them i do wonder if that's why OnlyFans and, you know, similar services are so popular is like it, it brings kind of like a personness back into it, like some humanity back into it. This is actually something that um, back in the day I uh, did a documentary about uh, for Vice, actually, uh, about fine doms, you know, financial domination mm-hmm. stuff. And um, one of the sex workers who I spoke to about this said that, you know, like the image is now cheap. The image right. is basically free. Yeah. The video, you can go fucking anywhere. You can type in boobs into Google search engine. You'll be served with infinite, infinite titties. What's really lacking is a, an intimacy, um, a personal connection that is felt there. And I think it's interesting that like a lot of, you know, anti-porn, anti-sex work people will say that like, oh, you're kind of like buying women's bodies, like you know, like that sort of a thing you're commodifying. But it seems as though like the the most profitable or maybe most um, the biggest portions of the industry that make money are these sorts of like OnlyFans type things or like camming or, um, you know, a lot of uh, full service sex workers. So people who meet clients and have sex with them, like escorts, you know, uh, say that a lot of their time is spent, you know, just like talking to their mm-hmm. clients. So, yeah, you know, it, I think that I forgot where I was going with this. Well, I think we were just comparing like yes. when you have a movie that has like full fledged characters in it, even though you know it's a movie, you still get more of an emotional response than yes. you do to just a pure loop or like fuck scene. I think that is something that is absolutely missing in a loop, a gif, an image, right. whatever is, you know, sometimes that's what you need. You can add your own mental context and yeah. framing for whatever your and you know these people on screen kind of become your your paper dolls or whatever to enact the framing that you've mentally set up 
But um, yeah, it it does end up feeling a little bit inhuman. Yeah, yeah. Which what were you gonna? Say? No, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Which uh, I think it's a good time to cut back to some pussy eating. <laughs> Which is exactly what, you know, Jack is doing, eating pussy. And then immediately after that, we go back to this tender scene in the doll room. Um, Rose says, have you ever been kissed? Lenny says, a little bit. And she goes, did you like it? And he doesn't really answer. She says, would you like me to kiss you right now? Um, And he like nods. And then she does. Uh, And then we go back. (laughs) And uh, back to Jack and Marlene. And he's. And he's saying, suck me, suck me. Uh, and he looks kind of demonic, actually. Like, he, it's real intense. A lot of intense emotions in this room. Um, and then, like, he fingers her, and then he sticks his fingers in her mouth, which I think is a super hot move, honestly. Um, and then right after that, it's back to the doll room. <laughs> <laughs> and Rose is instructing Lenny on how to eat her out. And how to suck her tits. Like, she's basically walking him through the process. Which I also think is kind of hot. I do too. I think that that sort of instructive element is can be really, really amazing, honestly. Um, yeah. I like that she asks for consent in a nice nice way. Yeah. All through this. and um, But, like, not in a way that feels intrusive. But, like, in a way that feels warm. Yeah, it's very warm. She doesn't, it doesn't feel condescending. Mm-mm. It's not mocking in any way. No. She's just like being nice to this man who has not been able to form a connection with a woman. And right. like is just like dying for some physical intimacy. Right. And she's just, and yeah, she's just being very, you know, she's instructing, but she's not, yeah, it's not like condescending or like even like fetishy seeming. No. It just no, it nice. didn't, it gave me like, sort of warm nurturing vibes without going into full mommy territory which right. is a big no for me <laughs> right that is a that will just shut me down real quick i'm right. done if it feels too don't like that it felt more like she was kind of uh his i don't know tour guide yeah 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 like yes practical Very gentle gentle yes. practical tender and i feel like it you know it keeps going back and forth between these scenes i feel like the tender scenes almost feel more shocking because mm. one it's not the I kind of that feeling too it's not the kind of sex you expect to see in a porn Mm-mm. and also like you like you said there's like a this power dynamic of like well he's a little you know he's a true himbo he's a little off mm-hmm. he's a little slow he's a little slow but it's a very tender, like, I don't know, it just brings up a lot of emotions that the other scene, which doesn't really challenge you very much, it's like, oh, a woman cheating on her husband. Like, that's not shocking. Right. It's shocking to see in a porn is like a a more mature woman seducing this guy, this very innocent guy in a room full of dolls. <laughs> <laughs> They're truly haunting, honestly. Yeah. They're so fucking haunting. What was interesting to me is that, like, in theory, like, the climax of the film should be these two characters, Jack and Marlene, mm-hmm. who we've, like, watched the evolution of their connection through this film. That should be the scene that we're most interested in, right? Right. In theory. Right. But 
in actuality, it's totally um, Lenny and Rose. Yeah. Who end up being stealing the scene. Which is why it makes sense that Spinelli was really fucking mad when they cut out the crying scene. Because that that would have completed the story. It would have made this scene even more impactful. Like, it's already a very effective scene. But can you imagine after seeing this man, like, sob out of sheer loneliness and frustration and, like, feelings of rejection to then see him, you know, finally get laid would have been even even more effective. So, yeah, Anthony Spinelli was right. I'm going to get a shirt. (laughs) Shirt made that said Spinelli was right. Um, Next next official merch. Yeah. The Anthony two, Spinelli was right. <laughs> the two, uh, we got two blowjob scenes going out. One's very aggressive and one is very tender. And I bet you can guess which is which. Then John Leslie starts doing this kind of, this thing I like to call dick keep away. Where like he'll, you know, he puts his dick kind of towards yeah. her mouth and then we'll jerk it away. And he's like, what do you want? Where do you want it? And she's like, in my mouth, in my mouth. So again, very porny. Um, and then the scene with Howie, uh, with, sorry, Lenny, it's he's playing it very naturally like a guy happy to be getting blown is what he looks like you know right right yeah it, it's just kind of oddly uh it, it is oddly moving yeah it is it's kind of sweet yeah it's very interesting how we have these two very opposite and i think anthony spinelli was absolutely right like you said uh two very opposite like presentations of of masculinity here you have mm-hmm. this guy who ends up being kind of like a a paragon of like how a lot of men are kind of taught to treat women mm-hmm. you know like it, he's he kind of t- treats them like they're indistinguishable or disposable interchangeable mm-hmm. he's not very nice to them he's very confident about the fact that he can just like have sex with anybody in three days he kind of like stalks this lady um, he is not super honest with her right? about the fact that like, he's not actually a handyman and this is just totally <laughs> a pretense right? to be around her, this level of like forgery basically. <laughs> and, you know, Lenny is nipping at his heels, following him around, like being told to wait in the car. Um, he's called a bitch, uh, in the yeah. director's cut, which we'll never get to see. He, you know, he weeps Yeah, and- he ends up not being the dominant aggressor in his final scene here. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't know, there's just like something something about that because you get the sense that uh, Lenny loses in a lot of this movie, but in the end, he kind of wins. He has the more meaningful experience. Yes. Yeah. And and then we do cut, we cut back to Jack and he says, He's talking dirty now, but he's getting real with it. He says, you always listen when people talk on phones. Do you play with yourself while you do it? Play with your pussy? Say you do. (laughs) So he's basically like, I fucking know you were listening. But she already admitted to that. But, you know, we're we're getting getting real now. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she's like, yeah, I want you to fuck me. And, you know, he really, he fucked. Once again, Jack is hammering away. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you proud of yourself for that one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I even uh, well, the, I'm proud of you. Thank. You. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> what did we say? <laughs> anyway, 
Lenny is getting laid, and it's very slow and romantic. And meanwhile, Marlene is shrieking. <laughs> Rose is actually, like, pretty quiet, but clearly enjoying it. Normally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, there's this very cute moment where Lenny is, like, he's holding, like, a closed mouth kiss. It seems like he comes inside her, because there's no cum shot in that scene. Um, and then Jack, of course, comes on Marlene. Right. And then we see Rose and Lenny, and they're both laying there. And she says, did I make you happy? He says, yes, you made me very happy. And he looks <laughs> he looks happy. And they're just, it's just kind of cute. It's it's adorable. You get the sense that, like, there's there's that, like, sunset moment for them. Yeah. You know, like... It's more, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Whereas I feel like, you know, with Jack and uh, Marlene, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, there. Yeah. Because like what does he say? He says, I gotta go. Yep. And she says, no, I want you to stay. And then Lenny yells, we gotta get out of here. And this motherfucker says, here's looking at you, kid. Jail. <laughs> yes jail for a thousand years uh, not here's looking at you kid how dare you i mean i guess in 1980 it wasn't as overused we've had you know another yeah. fuck 40 something 50 fuck. no no 40, 40, 40, 40 fucking yeah. three years um yeah oof but yeah Mm, still, I still think it was pretty played out in 1980. They have a little kiss goodbye, and then there's this this piano kind of like close, kind of like the sounds of a piano bar closing up for the night. Is how I would describe yes. the music. I think that that music cue was very appropriate. I like that. Yeah, because it kind of ties back to the whole play it again, Sam. It, the, yeah, I mean, no one really said that in the movie <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that we hear that music, and Marlene's just sitting there, sad and topless. Right. The end. Right, and it's sort of, her future does seem very, like, up in the air. Is she going to tell her husband? Yeah. You know, what's going to happen with her? Like, does she regret her, any of this? Or, yeah, there, there's so many things that are up in the air that feels, like, you know, very poignantly sad. Yeah, and it's clearly, it's clearly a bigger deal for her. Yes. Than it was to him. And like, I think it's interesting to kind of compare the two relationships of like, a little honesty goes a long way. Because like, Rose at no point has con- has convinced Lenny to have sex with her saying she'll be his girlfriend. Right. Or like, there's no level of deceit. There. There's no it's just like, it, it, they're both aware it is a one time thing. Right. It was nice. I don't think either one of them is expecting to do it again. Or, you know, they, they just don't, they don't care that much. Whereas, like, right. this guy pursued this woman in such a manipulative, calculated, mm-hmm. like, just insane way that, like, she clearly thought this was going to be an affair, at least. Right, right. And it seems like maybe it was just a one-time thing. What do you think? Do you think it's a one-time thing? Well, Jack does call women up again apparently that's true but i think yes but i don't necessarily see that happening here no because his whole thing was it was going to take him three days and he was going to do it yeah right whereas lenny and rose like i don't know if there was like any sort of expectation set up for it to be a one night thing i think it was like very much like in the moment this thing is happening and then whereas i think jack from the moment that this has started happening is like he is 
almost in a way already on his way out the door. Yeah. Yeah, he had a plan. Yeah. He got it done. He checked the item off the list. He's moving on. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Nevertheless. Wow. Nevertheless. So I got to ask you, did you like that? You know, I did. Yeah. I very much did. Me too. There were aspects of this film that I very much did not like. Um, but overall, I think like there, the most of the things that I did not like about this film were like indicative of the time. Mm-hmm. in which it was made yeah same so i'll give it a little bit of grace for that right but overall i think it was a very interesting piece of work yeah i yeah good job anthony spinelli yeah and once and cast and crew yeah cast and crew once again i want to thank howie gordon for coming on and talking about the movie with us definitely make sure to check out his book it is called hindsight and we will drop the information where to find that at the end of this episode and we'd also like to thank all of our patrons and all of our listeners we love you so much yes thank you guys so much